Good morning. Come on, we do this every week, and you do the same thing every week. I say good morning, and you guys go, huh, what? And, and it's, like, it's, it's like you didn't just finish singing and having worship. So, one more time. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah, that's better, that's better. Uh, good to see you guys. A couple of announcements first. Don't forget, squads, Wednesday night. You guys know about this already, but you should come. You should come to squads and... Make new friends, and I know some of you are like, I've got all the friends I need. I don't need any more friends. Why are you trying to dangle friends in front of me? Well, maybe you do, or maybe the best friend you ever had is coming to squads going, I don't have any friends. And you show up, and you find each other, and you're best friends for the rest of your life. Also, follow us on social media. Amory posts weird stuff all the time, so, you know, that's worth it. Um, and then, uh, last thing, uh, we have a new staff member. Uh, last week, we said Catherine was not going to be on staff, uh, but we are not going to just have a big void there. Instead, we have, a, 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 I was going to say a big Elise there, but you wouldn't be a big Elise. You'd be, well, you are the size you are. Anyway, come on up. Come on up, Elise. I don't make, that, was, that was awful. So this is Elise. Elise is going to be doing, tell them what, well, here, you can use the catch box. <clears throat> Hello, testing one, two. Tell, tell them what you're going to be doing. Um, so I am the girls' discipleship coordinator. And what that means is that I am here for all the ladies in the house. Give me a whoop whoop if you're a lady. All right, I'm here for all of the ladies in the house, and I'm just here to just come alongside you guys and in your walk with Jesus and to love you all and to be here for you guys, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, all right, so um, I'm going to, oh yeah, well I can, I can let you keep that. Uh, so um, I, I, I got to ask, I got to uh, have, have you tell the, the big thing, I think, I think the big thing, I think, I think the cool thing, I think about... What you were, your talent, your, your, uh, oh, your yes. <clears throat> athletic ability. Yes. At so, least, at least does mm -hmm. something that I, I bet a lot of you wouldn't guess mm -hmm. was her. Yeah, the main reason I was hired um, in this job is because yeah, I. Yeah, it really is. I, we think she might be able to do this job, but. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but the real reason is because I am a pole vaulter, or was, I guess, not really anymore. But I pole vault. Does anyone know what pole vaulting is? Yeah. Give me hands. It's basically you have a giant pole in your hands, and you stick it into a little box, and then you like get catapulted in the air. So I did that in college and high school. So what's um, what's your personal record? Personal record? Um, personal best? Twelve feet eight inches, nine inches, something like that. Twelve feet. So twelve feet. Eight inches. She threw herself in the air. Anyone? Can anyone? That's pretty impressive. That's like that's like two two of me and this much. That's a, that's a, yeah. Well, two of me is scary too. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So now here's the thing. What is? I'm gonna ask two more questions. Okay. Two questions. I'm ready. Two questions ready to get on. to know Elise. Okay. What is your favorite place to go on vacation? <clears throat> the My North favorite Pole. place. Ah, North said that. <laughs> no. Um. My favorite place to go on vacation. Um, I, I'm more of a mountain person, so take me to the woods. 
Okay. Give me camping. Camping. Yep. All right. All right. I enjoy that. Follow up on that. Follow up <laughs> on that. Camping in a camper or camping in a tent? Or even better, in an Eno, a hammock. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Not very comfortable, but pretty fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So hammock camping would mm -hmm. be your preference. Ham yeah. Get a, little, get a little rain fly going on so I don't get rained on. That's all I need. Awesome. All right. Well, and if you guys have any, any questions for Elise, feel free to ask them, especially if they're weird and embarrassing. Yeah. She likes that. For sure. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we're really, but we're, honestly, we re are really glad to have Elise on the team. She's going to be fun for you guys to get to know. I think some of you already had some fun getting to know her out there playing ping pong, and there's going to be a lot more of that. So, um, anyway, but Is that it? make sure, yeah, All the questions? that's it. That's it. Nothing, nothing more embarrassing than nope, that. No, not too embarrassing. Thank no. you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. The embarrassing stuff comes later. Okay. Uh, so, no, I'm just kidding. So, that's Elise. Yeah. Round of applause for Elise. Hey, so, uh, whoa, that's about to fall off. Um, we're about to start, we're, well, we started last week a new series. You guys remember that? Were you here? Or were you here on Wednesday when we talked about that stuff? Um, we were in the book of Hebrews, and last week we we're talking each week about things that Jesus is better than, and last week... We said Jesus was better than what? Anybody remember? Angels. Very good. Angels. So why, when we, we outlined it, why is Jesus better than angels? Anybody have an answer? Have an answer? Have an answer? Why is Jesus better his than sympathy? angels? His sympathy. His sympathy? Well... Thank you for taking our piece of equipment and hurling it. That was really great. Thanks. His title. His title. Because God calls him son, and God calls angels servants. Oh, faked you out. His sacrifice. His what? His sacrifice, yes. His sacrifice. And we talked about that. That already, Those were the three things. What were you going to say? Wait, do you have another outline that you're working from? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So um, last week we talked about that Jesus was better than angels. Now, we're also in the book of Hebrews. Everything that we're talking about in the book of Hebrews, again, if you remember last week, we talked about the idea that the book of Hebrews is written to a Jewish audience. So it's kind of saying all these things that you hold up as super godly and super special and super, like, what God wants, Jesus is better than them. Not that they are bad, but Jesus is better. And so today, oh, you know what? We didn't pass out the sheets. Would you guys, somebody grab the sheets and pass them out? I didn't do that. So today we're going to be talking about that Jesus is better than a priest. And I'm going to write that on here because by the time you get the Notes, it might not be on the screen anymore. But Jesus is better than a priest. Okay? Um, and, and so a priest in biblical times was a different thing. So I want to explain a little bit about what a priest is. Um, when we think of a priest, sometimes we think of like a Catholic priest, you know, with a little white collar. 
uh, who takes, who listens, listens, yeah, black robe, um, listens to people's confessions. But in this time, a priest was something very, very different. Priests were the kind of intermediaries between God and men. So they were, uh, when you offered a sacrifice back in this time, they would offer sacrifices. They would bring animals or they would bring things to sacrifice to God. When you offered that sacrifice, the priest would do it. And then um, the way the temple was set up, it was like, and this is actually more like the tabernacle, but it was like this. It was a big, like, walled area. It had, like, camp, tent walls, right? And, and, and no one could go into this. Like here, there'd be an opening here. No one could go in. They were supposed to be, like, cleanse yourself before you went in, right? And then inside, there was another space. And it was like this. And it was divided. And so you had this part, which was called the holy place, right? So this was the holy place. I'm going to just put it there. And there were all kinds of things in there. There were things that, there was specific food that the priests were supposed to eat. There were things that the priests would go into the holy place and do. And that was a, a place that was only for priests to go. Because priests were set aside to be a certain way and live a certain way. But then there was another place, and there was this really heavy curtain right here. And then on the other side of the curtain was the H of H, which is the Holy of Holies. So in Jewish tradition, in Hebrew tradition, that was the holiest place in the world. That was where God lived, like we talk about God's house like the church is God's house, but really we are the holy of holies now because God lives in us, right? But back then, there was the ark. You, you remember the ark of the covenant? We talked a little bit about that last week because it had the cherubim on it, and I said there would be six wings and all that. So the ark of the covenant would be in here. And all the holiest things in Jewish faith are in here. So there were priests, and then there's a priest who is the highest of the priests, and he's called the high priest, which makes sense since he's the highest of the priests. But he's the high priest, and the high priest, once a year, would go into this holy of holies, and he would offer sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, which was the top of the ark, and he would do that to, to forgive the sins of Israel. He would do it for himself, and then he would do it for Israel. And um, I always thought, how, how cool, crazy, creepy would that be to go in that place once a year? You know, to go into the place where God lived. And I used to, when I was a kid, they used to tell us that when the high priest went in there, that they tied a rope around him. Anybody ever heard that? Am I the only one? You heard that? You've heard that? Like, because it said that um, when they designed Aaron, Aaron was the first high priest, he was Moses' brother, when they designed Aaron's robes, there were bells at the bottom, and we don't really know what those bells were for, but some people decided that the bells were so that when he went in the Holy of Holies, they would know if God struck him dead because the bells would stop ringing. 
and so that they, they tied a rope around them so that when the, if the bells stopped ringing, they'd pull them out. And that's what I had always heard. And that's absolutely not true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool story, but for one thing, that'd be really annoying, right? Like you're in there, you're in the Holy of Holies, and you stop moving for a minute to have this solemn moment with God. Maybe you're about to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat, and all of a sudden, wah, you get yanked out. Like, especially if they tied it like around your leg, and they just yank your feet out, and you hit your head on the ark, you know? Like that would be so bad. But, but here's the thing, when it, it says in the Bible, it says that when Aaron goes into that place, he doesn't wear his normal robes. He wears all white linen. Very simple. Because he's going into the presence of God. God's not impressed by what he wears, right? And so when he walks into God's presence, he walks into God's presence like in a, just a simple white linen robe. Not bells. No rope tied around his waist. He just goes into God's presence. And, and so... When we talk about a high priest, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a person who, a high priest who could go into the Holy of Holies, who could go into the very presence of God. But he didn't just go into the presence of God for his own sake. He went into the presence of God for all of Israel. And he would, he would give this sacrifice on behalf of the whole nation of Israel. Everybody. And, and it says the sacrifice was for for their sins, well, let's read it here. It said, only the high priest, Hebrews 9, 7, only the high priest entered the inner room, and that only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed, I like that last, those last two words, in ignorance. So he's offering a sacrifice for the sins that people didn't even know they did. For the times that they did wrong stuff or they did stuff that wasn't pleasing to God and they didn't even know they didn't do stuff that was pleasing to God. And so he's, he's offering sacrifice for everything. He's, he's covering it all with that blood. And so with Jesus, Jesus is different though. Jesus is better than a high priest because the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies, the place where God dwells on earth. But look at this. Jesus goes directly before God. Like face to face. Look at that verse, Hebrews 4, 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. He's saying, because we know that Jesus, the high priest only goes in the Holy of Holies once a year offer sacrifice. Jesus is always in God's presence. So since we know that, we should hold firmly to the faith we profess. So, because see, here's the thing. Some of these Hebrew people were like, yeah, but I want to keep on, I want to keep all these practices that I've been doing just in case, you know, in case Jesus isn't the right one. And they're and, and the writer of Hebrews is saying, no, don't do that. Give up all that stuff that you're holding on to. It's not better than Jesus. You've got to let go. You can only hold on to one or the other. 
I remember when I was a little kid, we had this thing we had to do in, uh, in gym class. We had these monkey bars with the ladder, you know, where you have to go across, hand over hand, right? Hand over hand. I, I, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't make myself, I could grab the bar and I could hang, but I couldn't make myself let go of the bar with one hand to reach for the other bar. I would try. It was a mental thing. It wasn't that I wasn't strong enough to do it. It was that my mind wouldn't let me do it. I, I wasn't very tall and I was pretty fat. And so when I did it, I was like, if I let go with one hand, I, I, I don't know, I thought my hand would break. I don't know, I couldn't do it. And so I would hang there. And so my, my gym teacher like told me, well, here, put one hand on the first bar, put one hand on the second bar, and do it that way, and then you can just swing right into the next one. But once I got those hands on the bar and I let go and I'm hanging, I couldn't let go of either one. So I could never move forward because I wouldn't let go, and I couldn't move forward and I couldn't move back. My only choice was to drop because I wouldn't let go to move to the next bar. And sometimes I think we're like that with our faith. We... We want Jesus, but we want to hold on to what we have, and so we're hanging there between those two bars, and we don't realize that unless we let go and reach forward, we're never going to move forward. We're never going to move anywhere else. And we say, I really want more Jesus, but I want more Jesus, and I want what I want. And, and that's never going to take us where God wants us to go, right? So that's what he's saying to the Hebrews. He's saying, look, you want Jesus and you want to have a priest, but Jesus is better than a priest. You want Jesus and you want angels. You want to be able to enter, you know, commune with angels, and Jesus is better than angels. Look at the, uh, that next verse, Hebrews 5, 7 through 10. It says, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was, that's really, you can underline that if you want, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designated by God to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. I'm not going to go into what that means, but literally what that means is a higher priest than any priest that was ever ordained before. A priest above other priests. Right? So here's the thing. Priests that they were using in, the, in those times, in Jesus' time and even before, they were just human beings. They, they didn't know anything other than what a human being would know. Unless God revealed it to them. They, they just knew that. So when they were judging people and when they were offering sacrifices for people, they didn't know everything that people had done. So they, they had to be vague, right? They had to judge people based on their actions. So look at that. A priest, priests know our actions. So they would know the people's actions. They would know what the people were doing, what the people had done, if the people were showing up when they were supposed to show up. They would know their actions. But here's the deal. Jesus doesn't judge us by our actions because Jesus knows us better than that, right? So Jesus knows who we are. He doesn't judge us by our actions. He judges us by what's in our heart. 
And, and so look, look at that verse there. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus knows exactly, and we talked about this last week, even talking about the sympathy that he has for us because of what he suffered. He, he knows how you feel. He knows how you feel right now. Like, you might be putting up a great front for everybody here, but inside, like, you feel awful. Maybe you feel guilty for something you've done. Maybe you feel um, angry about something that was done to you. Maybe you feel lonely. And, and, and you feel that, but on the outside, you're just like, hey, everybody, how's it going? Oh, I'm glad to be here. Sunday's awesome, right? And so everybody around you is judging you based on your actions. And that's what we would do as a human. But God, Jesus can judge us based on who we really are and what we really feel. And so, because he's been through it. And look at this, uh, look at this verse here. Um, it keeps going. It says, every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God. To offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, he is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. See, because priests, look at that next, sin, next uh, space, priests are sinful. Human priests are sinful just like we are. Here's the thing, and we talked about this a little last week when we were talking about Catherine. Sometimes people look at pastors, they look at middle school pastors, they look at senior pastors, and they say, oh, they're holier than me. They don't struggle with the same sins that I struggle with. And, and I want you guys to know that's not true. I'm not holier than you. I'm a sinful person just like you are. We like to lift people up and, and kind of say, oh, this person is, is holier, this person is more righteous, this person is... But the Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not everybody but pastors, right? So sometimes I, we... When we look at each other, we think, oh, well, this is a person that's holy, but there's nobody that's holy except Jesus. So when they, were, when they were offering sacrifices, priests were offering sacrifices for the people. They had to first offer a sacrifice for themselves to cover their own sin so they could be holy in the eyes of God in order to offer a sacrifice for the people, right? They had to, they had to make themselves right with God. But Jesus is holy, Jesus, remember the verse we just read. He was tempted in every way like we are, but without sin. Jesus is the only person who never needed a sacrifice for sin. He never needed to be redeemed. He was holy. Look at that verse there. Such a high priest meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, 
he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day. First for his own sins, then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priest men in all their weakness. But the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. So look at the, uh, it says, um, priests will die. Do you see that? It said, it said priests, uh, for the law appoints high as high priests men in all their weakness. So a priest, Jesus is holy, and, uh, Jesus, and, and a priest is not, but a priest will die. And Jesus, look at that next blank, Jesus um, is our high priest forever. Hebrews 7, 23 through 25 there. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. So it's saying you've had high priest after high priest after high priest after high priest. Some of them were probably better than others. Some of them were worse, but, you had, but none of them lasted. But, since Je but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save, the, save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. So see, the writer here of Hebrews is saying, look, You've had these high priests. You've had them for years and you've gotten used to this. But everything a high priest does, Jesus does better. A high priest can go into the Holy of Holies. Jesus can go into the very presence of God. A high priest is going to live and die. Jesus is going to be our eternal high priest. A high priest is sinful. Jesus is holy. A high priest only knows us by what he sees. On the outside, Jesus knows our heart. And so on every level, Jesus is better than a high priest. And, and so for us, as we look at this, I want you guys to think, think about two things. One, think about all that that we have in Jesus. The fact that he intercedes for us with God, that he is there in the presence of God making intercession for us. Think about how blessed we are to do that. We don't have to take animals for sacrifice. Jesus died to pay for that. But the second thing I want you to think about is, and we're, we're kind of pushing towards this anyway, but think about what are the things in your life that you're holding on to that you should be letting go of to hold on to Jesus. These Hebrews that he's writing to He's not talking about, and this is what's really cool about this book. This writer's not talking about sinful things. He's talking about good things. But he's saying, are you holding on, don't hold on to these good things when the best thing is waiting for you. Don't hold on to angels when you could have Jesus. Don't hold on to priests when you could have Jesus. Don't hold on to good things when you can have the best thing. All right? Let me pray for you guys and then um, we'll be done. Lord, thank you uh, for who you are. Thank you for living on earth, 
for sacrificing yourself and for becoming our high priest. And Lord, I just pray that, that as we go forward from this place, Lord, that we will begin to look at, at our lives. What are, the, what are the things in our lives that we're holding on to that we need to let go of to grab a hold of you? Lord, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a position that we have that, that, that's a good position, a good thing that we're doing, but it's, it's keeping us from being closer to you. Maybe it's, uh, it's something we do with our time that's not, not a bad thing, but it's, it's not the best thing. It's a good thing, but it's not as good as you. And Lord, I pray that we'll evaluate our lives based on that and, and look at those things and say, what is it that I need to let go of in order to grab hold of Jesus. Lord, what do I have in my life that's good, but it's not as good as Jesus? And Lord, I pray that you will give each one the strength to let go of those things. Lord, thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.